Welcome to the Future is Gold podcast series, hosted by Alexandra Cosma. We believe in empowering you to take control of your future so you can live the life that you want. And we do that by allowing you to buy, send, spend, earn, and secure the world's oldest currency, gold, while being supported by modern technology. At Nuggets, our mission is clear. We're making gold accessible for everyone by giving you the knowledge and expertise needed to make informed and smart financial decisions that benefit you. Hi, and welcome back to our Nuggets podcast. I'm your host, Alexandra, and on this episode, we will discuss why gold is a necessary option for you, focusing on its features and benefits and what exactly you can use it for in today's world. There is definitely a misconception out there that gold is inflexible or only catered towards high net worth individuals. We're here to tell you how everyone can benefit from getting into gold. I'm joined today by gold guru, Jeff Rhodes, our principal consultant at Nuggets and founder and managing consultant at Rhodes Precious Metals in Dubai. Jeff, you've had a long and successful career in the precious metals industry, spanning across four decades and working across four continents for major bullion banks and financial institutions. Jeff, I have to ask you, where do you see gold as an investment in the next five years? I've been in the gold industry for 42 years, uh, four decades, and I've, I've always thought that gold is so much more than an investment. It's much more. For example, the way I'd like to see it, you invest in gold because it's the best performing asset. Using any time span, certainly for 5,000 years, it's a bit too long for us, and maybe 2,000 years when the first gold coin was made. Um, but, but most recently, uh, gold was deregulated in 1971. And since then, Alexandra, let me turn this on, on its head a bit. How much do you think gold is up in percentage terms since it was deregulated back in 1971? Have a guess. Oh, if I was have to have a guess, I'd say 200%. 5,500%. Wow. As at this moment in time. Wow. So why gold? It's, it's simply the best performing asset class. But as I say, so much more. I see it as an insurance policy. Honestly, although it is an investment, it's, it's also an insurance policy. We all insure our houses, our cars, you know, our health, our life. Gold helps you to insure your wealth, and not just for rich people, but for anyone, because holding gold, it will always keep its value and more. That's really interesting, Jeff. And I know like at the moment, we, we're existing in a current inflationary environment. It's led to people losing faith in fiat currencies. Since the continued increase in prices means the purchasing power of the dollar is reducing. Jeff, how do you think the current inflationary environment impacts people and their finances? Well, firstly, um, it's really topical. If we were having this conversation pre-COVID, I don't think we would have been talking about inflation at all because it it was the, the I word had gone away. And in fact, central banks and governments around the world were worried about the lack of inflation. But because of the amount of money, fiat money, printed money that's been thrown at the global economy because of COVID-19 pandemic, and now it really is an issue. Last week, the latest producer price index from the US showed uh, uh, an increase, annual increase of 9.6%. 
Now, this is a record level. This is record numbers. And so inflation is now a problem. It's almost, you know, Jerome Powell and the Fed has unleashed inflation thinking it's a good thing. Now they're struggling to, to deal with it. And when I read about CPI, you know, latest as even 9.6%, but month on month, it was up around 4.5%. We all know that inflation, the real inflation today, with your mortgages, with your, you know, the price of petrol, with everything, is much more. The only real way to keep pace and keep ahead of inflation is to have some gold. Not 100%, maybe 10% should be in gold. Yeah. And it will, it will help to ensure your wealth and help ensure your purchasing power. I've got some numbers here that I just want to throw at you, as I say. Let's not talk about 1971. I was alive, you weren't. But 2001, you certainly were. And everyone remembers, you know, the, the turn of the century. Well, since 2001, gold is up 581% since in just 20 years. The, you know, the average increase in the price of gold is 108% over that 20-year period. Now, let's look at the U.S. inflation. So CPI over that same period between 2020 and 2001 CPI was up 48%. Now, gold up 548%. So, um, and that's a measure. That's measuring. These are numbers. It's not my rhetoric or, you know, saying to everyone, look, yes, it's an inflation head. The numbers tell you 548 against 48. So the purchasing power has gone up 500%. That's amazing. And, you know, particularly living in the times that we're living in, they are unprecedented times, as you mentioned. They are. So, Absolutely. Jeff, if you could explain to our um, listeners, how exactly does gold deal with higher inflation? Naturally, uh, it's, it's just the one thing about gold, it's an asset class that is nobody's liability. You know, if in, in all currencies, dollars, your liability is the Fed and central bank, uh, you know, Australia and the UK and so on. But it, it's, it's a, an asset that is no one's liability. It, it, it really belongs to the people, and it deals with it naturally. I mean, just look at the price. Once, once the world starts to look much better, once, you know, equity markets are going up and, and, and things are under control, oil prices are lower, you'll see gold come away. But it will always keep ahead of the game. And, and it, it's, just, it's not an opinion. It's facts. The numbers, numbers are there. Well, I think, Jeff, you know, the average person, they may view gold as just a material to create jewellery. I think, you know, they're not necessarily thinking about it as an investment. Um, I think it's becoming a different ball game now because it is becoming more accessible. You know, with key players in fintech like us at Nuggets, for instance, we're now utilising modern technology to create platforms that allow people to use gold more easily, not only just as an investment, but also as a spending option. So can you explain to us a little bit, like, what are the spending and investment options of an individual when it comes to gold? Well, look, um, firstly, I had a conversation with my son about a week ago. And I was, he was saying, Dad, you know, you've been in this market so long. 
you know, what do you see, what's changed about it in, in those 42 years? You know, until now, until, you know, companies like Nuggets, the answer is nothing. Nothing had changed. It was the same methodology, the same old, same old, all that time. But now things are changing. And, and I tell you what's happening with companies like Nuggets. It's democratizing gold. Gold has been in the hands of, you, you said, high net worth individuals, bullion banks. And there are only a handful of bullion banks in the world. In fact, you know, I don't want to mention their names, but let's just say, you know, on one hand, this is a number of influential bullion banks. And so it's really been concentrated and a product and investment aimed at rich people, people with a lot of money. But now Nuggets and others are making it possible to own gold. Now, why own gold? I've already talked about the, the ability for maintaining its purchasing power. But how could you buy it? I mean, it was difficult. It, it, you know, even, you know, before the advent of ETFs in the, the early uh, 2000s, even for big investors, it was difficult to access gold. You know, you had to buy shares in, in mining companies in Australian mining companies, to access value from gold. Then you had exchange-traded funds, which are equities. It's like a trust. You're buying an equity that's backed by physical gold. But it's not physical gold. It's really not. So, so what we have now is the ability of fractional ownership. So thousands of people, a thousand people, could own a kilobar. So you've got a, milli, a milligram. And you have gold. Now, but why would you do that? The main reason is you're going to secure a store of value that will has proven not over a few years, over five thousand years. It's a proven store of value, and what companies like Nuggets are doing, you're making it possible to use it. So, you, literally, if you have a credit card or a debit card, and it's backed by gold, you can spend it. You know, I was I went to went to a soccer match yesterday at my favourite team, Tottenham Hotspurs, who drew with Liverpool. Um, but everything I paid was with my. I've actually got a gold card, not a real gold card, but uh, you know, one from one of the banks, a gold card. Now imagine that's gold. If I've got gold sitting in my account, I'm using it. I'm using it to pay for my tickets, to pay for a beer, you know, just to pay for stuff. And and. Typically, you're going to get an increase in the value. If you've got some Aussie dollars or Durham, you're in Dubai, I'm in Dubai, and, but if you're in Australia or US and you've got dollars sitting on your account, then those dollars will only be those dollars. If you've got 1,000 Aussie dollars, you've got 1,000 Aussie dollars. That won't change. That really won't change. But if you've got $1,000 worth of gold, quite easily – over the next five years, that can turn into maybe $2,000. Now, I'm not predicting the price and, and suggesting anything that it, as dramatic as that could happen, but it could happen. It could happen. You have the chance of actually getting more money from, from your gold than you have today. So, you know, you could be spending it, but, but the actual value, although the gold balance might go down, the value could actually go up. So it gives you that additional benefit of the chance 
of your of your money going up. Now it could go down. You know, everyone listening to this, uh, gold isn't a one way bet. And if you look for over three months, six months, one year, even a couple of years, it could go down. But the facts are, over longer periods, gold will go up. Now, before you might ask me this question, but I'll preempt it anyway. So, when should you buy gold? Right? And how much? Well, I've already said, I think, if you look at your disposable income and your, your tangible net worth, how much you're worth if you collapse everything into one, um, maybe 10%, between 5 and 10%, okay? 10% when you think the world's like not looking so good, 5% five, five, uh, 5 when everything's cool, everything's fine. You know, there is no real risk on the horizon. So between 5 and 10%, so that's how much. But when, classic when, all the time, like every month, every week, every, you know, every time it's a birthday, you know, buy your wife some jewelry, buy some gold jewelry, don't buy a handbag. Now, a handbag might go up in value as well, but, but, but always, always buy, and if you like, then the price you're paying would average over time, and then you forget about it, and, and trust me, and trusting gold, uh, and that will uh, really. Um, this is not gambling, and, and if I said one hundred percent in gold, forget it. It's not. It's ten percent, and you will find. And for those people listening and, and watching, um, don't be scared of gold. There's a fear of gold. There are two. There are two emotions to do connected to gold. Firstly, there's a fear of gold because it's so complicated. Well, well, honestly, Alexandra. It's the opposite. It's so simple. It couldn't be more simple. It's the most simple form of money. And honestly, anywhere in the world, anywhere, you can use gold, not just with a card, but physically, to buy yourself goods and services. Well, it definitely is the oldest currency. As, as you mentioned, it's been around for thousands of years and still you know, completely popular throughout that whole time. It's topical because, you know, you're Australian. And I, a few years ago, the CEO of the Perth Mint gave a presentation. I'll never forget. The start of the and this was, I think it was in, uh, might have been in Perth, but anyway, it was in Australia. Uh, Brisbane it was. And so he got out this, uh, this big note, big piece of paper, and it was the old white Russian ruble note. Okay. And then he got a kilo of gold, a bar of gold, and he had them. He said, now, back when the Russian Revolution was brewing, the rich people in Russia bought themselves liberty passages to the U.S. And, and this, I may be embellishing a bit, but half of them had suitcases full of the white rubles, and half of them had suitcases full of gold. By the time they got to America, the revolution had happened. And the first thing the government, the new communist government did was to cancel the old currency. So those suitcases were worthless. But the gold was always, was always gold is gold. And so, as I say, that's a, a bit of an off-the-wall story. And I think Richard, Richard Hayes was his name. I think he was telling the truth. But it just, for me, that sums up the value of gold. So carry on. Absolutely. 
Well, you mentioned before about using gold-backed debit cards, and that's something that we are introducing at Nuggets. Um, what do you think would be the advantage of using and spending in gold instead of cash or our regular debit cards? Simply, you have the chance of the value of your of your you know balance in in currency terms, in dollars or dirhams or Aussie dollars. It can go up. So you might actually spend, but the value of your of your gold holding means that over time it will the price because gold prices are likely to gain over a significant period of time so if if you have money if i've got a thousand dollars i can spend a thousand dollars done or if i send five hundred dollars i've got five hundred dollars left but if i've got gold that i'm spending i can spend it and let's say i spend half if the gold price goes up, what doubles, I've actually, I've got all that, whatever I bought for free. Yeah, it's amazing. I, I'm trying to, it, it is because you're giving your ch- yourself the chance to give yourself a bonus. So guess what? You've bought everything you wanted, but you have a bonus. You still have gold left. Whereas if you had just had money, it's gone. That's, that, that's for me, it's, it's as simple as that. It's super interesting. And Jeff, I want to ask you, how can a person use gold to pay for daily expenses? Is it literally just as simple as tapping your debit card and paying? Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, the merchant is going to get money into his account. He's not worried. You know, he, he, you know a merchant, let's say, now you are a very rich person. I'm sure you are. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Thanks, but, but now... <laughs> You, you've got you've got a debit card as part of your services from your private bank. Now, now the merchant who's who's offering the services to you, he doesn't know what's behind it. All he knows, he gets that money in his account from the debit card. So it's it's really as simple as having a normal debit card coming back. The the benefit is you might actually get a bonus from the value of your holdings going up. And I think what it's doing is it's making gold finally more liquid, which, um, you know, has always been like a bit of a misconception about gold, that it's not very liquid. So uh, I want to ask you, Jeff, what is liquidity and why is it important with gold when we talk about gold? Yeah, liquidity is, is actually having you know, in, in the most simple basic terms, is having cash to spend. You know, you, if you have the liquidity, you can go and buy a car, or you can go and buy a house, or you can just, you know, go and buy a few beers. You need liquidity, uh, and, and also liquidity means that the person who is, who is buying and the per- person who's selling, they're very happy with the, the methodology that's being used. So liquidity. So I could love, I could, I could really now want to go convince myself to buy some gold. Yeah. Okay? But I have to have some money in the bank mm-hmm. to be able to buy that gold. So liquidity is having readily available, uh, if you like, money, assets that is. We always talk about when you're analyzing balance sheets, I don't want to get complicated now, but tangible net worth. What is your cash at hand? What is your liquidity? You know, and uh, a phrase certainly in the gold suits can be cash is king. 
Because if you've got cash, you know, when people are struggling and they, they need to liquidate assets because they need money, if someone's got liquidity, they can buy those assets. So having liquidity is crucial. Now, having an asset, let's talk about another precious metal, which is palladium. Okay. Now, palladium is a classic case. When you see the movements over the last two or three weeks, the price has gone gone up, down 25%, up 15%. This is like in a day. Wow. Now, you know, that that is completely illiquid. Where gold can't do that, maybe a, a big move in gold is 3% because there's so much liquidity. So many people involved in the gold market. When you look, let me compare it to currency. So if you say, I want to deal in Indian ru- Indonesian rupiah versus the dollar, there are not, not many people in Indonesia, yes, but internationally, not many people will be involved in that currency pair. When you look at the dollar-euro, it's a very deep, very liquid market. There's as much liquidity as you want. The point about gold is, since you know how much gold there is in the world, physically above-ground stock, I think it's about $30 trillion worth. Wow. There's as much gold as you want. There's as much liquidity. Gold is one of the most liquid asset classes in the world this is and as i said earlier it, no one no government can suddenly wake up one sun, sunny day and say you know what well, we're struggling a bit with our budget deficit let's just devalue we'll devalue our currency okay we've got this and so overnight you can lose value you know and and in most in more recent times in greece for example you know People lost their money in the bank. They, their deposits went, yep. just disappeared. They were taken. This can't happen with, with gold, and it can't happen with physical gold. It can happen with what's so-called paper gold. Now, paper gold is just like a, a dollar account or a Durham account or an Aussie dollar account. You have money with the bank. You are an unsecured creditor to that bank. And if the bank goes bust, you've lost your money. Now, with gold, you can have the same kind of accounts, unallocated, but it's not physical. If the bank goes bust, you've lost your gold. If you have physical gold, which is segregated from balance sheets, you can never lose that. It's really interesting, Jeff. And you said um, before uh, gold helps against inflation. Um, and we know that it's obviously a really secure asset, as you're mentioning. But why is it called the safe haven asset? Well, um, it's the go-to, go-to, it's the go-to asset class. So India, the second largest population in the world, was um, was made up of thousands of kingdoms. Okay, so I'm, it sounds a bit off the wall, but but stay with me. Okay? Yeah. So thousands of kingdoms, uh, and obviously India is very, very agricultural, very rural, you know, made up of you know, millions and zillions of farmers. Now, what they would do, they would typically keep their wealth in gold because they believed in gold. It, it was 2,000 years ago, it was the money. So what they would do, they would 
dig in on their on their fields, they would dig holes and put gold, their physical gold, in the ground, bury that gold, and there would be a war between two kingdoms. And when it all died down, they'd go back to their field and dig up their gold. It was their safe haven. It was their safety. It's, it's where they kept their money. And so, um, you know, more recently, I've already talked about Russia. Russia was a classic example. If you have to get up and go, now, how can you take your assets? Well, um, if you have a small Samsonite briefcase today, you have a million dollars worth of gold in, in there. So it's not just Indians, but Russians. And Europeans, obviously, Europeans, uh, people forget over the last 100 years, you know, we had two world wars, and, and people were displaced from their homes, and, and they had to, to get up and go. It was their safe haven. It's, it's, it's the asset that you go to. It's the money that you go to when there are times of trouble. That's, yeah, I, I agree with you definitely. And I, you mentioned India. Um, culturally, they hold a fundamental belief in gold. You know, we see it there used regularly for gifts or for celebrations. It's passed down genera generationally. They even use it as dowries. Why do you think gold isn't as popular in the West or in Europe? Should we kind of classify the West as America? Yeah. And, uh, and it's a really important point because everyone clubs together the West. You know, it's Germany, it's France, it's UK, it's US. US is different to any of, in fact, same as UK. I don't think we were invaded by the Romans. So, but really, the US has never been invaded. Okay, they, they've never had the Americans have never had this affinity for gold as that safe haven. Obviously, India and China, it's part of their in, you know, inbred part of their culture. But in Europe, I, I kind of disagree. If you know, in Poland. In Czech, the Czech Republic, in, in the sort of East European nations, it's really big gold markets. You know, I found out recently, I've been in the market 42 years, I found out recently that Poland, Poland is one of the biggest gold coin markets in the world. Poland. Wow. Germany also, very, very big gold coin market. Now, when you buy bullion coins, it can be for numismatics because of the beauty and heritage. But buying bullion coins is, 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 is really as, not as popular as India, but in, as I say, Germany, France, Italy, uh, and certainly Eastern European countries, very popular. So you know, it's a bit of a misconception. And what do you think, Jeff, about Australia or the UK? Like why isn't gold as popular perhaps in these kind of cultures? Well, okay, it goes back to, you know, we, we, we've never, never had to get up and go. Yeah. You know, with, with, with our wealth in our, in our suitcase. Yeah. We, we haven't. Uh, and, and Australia never will. The UK never will. And so there's no, there's no we don't have anything in, a, in our psyche that says, you know what, we, we, better, we better have our, our pot of gold so that we have to go somewhere. I can I can pay for I can look after my family, you know the in Austria uh, the Austrian uh, Austrian representative to uh, the ECB gave a, a presentation or made a speech quite recently in the last year or so, and he he said that why Austria 
believed so much in gold is that you know during the Second World War, his mum had a stock of gold coins and paid for the family to get through the war, paid for food for the family over over that period of time. So, uh, but Australia, we haven't had that. UK, we haven't had it. You know, God, God willing, that we never will. But nevertheless, I think the the fact that gold is the go to safe haven asset currency. It's a currency. It's money. You know, if, like crude oil is an asset class. It's not money. Gold is an asset class that's also money. So. It, it 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 straddles it straddles everything really and uh, as I say it's been impossible until recently to really access gold. Now as I say, come what what Nuggets is doing and as I say there's a lot. It's it's wonderful. It's wonderful for people. As I say, we're democratizing democratizing gold and we're making gold. The biggest criticism for gold is that. It's been a dormant asset. So you've got it, and it collects dust in, in a vault somewhere. But we, your nuggets, others, are now making it a dynamic asset that is democratized across you know, the whole populations. Absolutely. I think talking about that accessibility, you know, the thing that we're really doing different at Nuggets is we're making it available to everybody. Um, you know, minimum buy-in for as little as $10, you can purchase gold with us, which is unprecedented. Yeah. People can purchase gold at market rate with no commissions. We'll pay rewards of up to 3.4% per annum. They also get access to our global network of vaults. They can gift gold easily at the click of a button to family or friends within the Nuggets community. Um, and then coming soon, our Nuggets debit card, as we uh, discussed. So I want to ask you, Jeff, do you think this ease of accessibility uh, to gold through fintech apps such as Nuggets will help to drive its popularity? Yes, yes, it will. And and um, the I, I think the days of, of, of the gold price being determined and dominated by a handful of bullion banks I'm afraid the, the 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 end of that particular game is coming because it will be the people of the world that will determine the gold price and not a handful of banks. Wow. That's powerful. Really it's powerful. It it's is. Pow it is the most as I say I said earlier, you know, I hadn't seen any changes in the gold market since nineteen seventy eight when I first started. And now now, at last, we're seeing a complete change. You know, the advent of fintech and blockchain and so on is already putting banks under pressure. You can understand why banks are a bit nervous about this, because why do you have a bank account? You have a bank account, so you put your money in there and you can pay for stuff. You don't need to do that now. You can have some gold with nuggets and pay for stuff. Yeah, I have one final question for you. I'd love to hear your top tip gold advice for young people or new investors in gold. What would be your one piece of final advice for them? Yeah, look, make sure you, you do uh, and, and don't worry about how small. Small is good. But when you are buying the gold, buy on a regular basis. Don't try and be smart and, and pick a low and then sell it at a high. Don't, don't do that. Just if. First of all, I hope 
that through this podcast, we've made a case for gold, the case for gold. And if, if, if the younger people listening to us get that, then the best way is every so often, you know, on a regular basis, add gold to, to your wallet. So, and then, then, then don't be afraid to spend it. So when you buy it, actually, one thing I would say is I'm often asked is, okay, when should we sell? Okay? Never. You don't need to sell. You've got an asset that will go up in value. You don't need to sell it, but use it. But you won't sell it. You will actually buy, buy, buy goods and services with it. That's what you do. Don't buy it and sell it. Buy it and hold it. Put it into, into your wallet and then use it over time. Then when you've spent that, add some more. But generally, over, you know, for anyone listening, don't speculate in gold. Just add gold to your wallets, to your wealth as, uh, on a regular basis and, and regard that as an important part of your, you know, your portfolio. So, yeah, that's it. Jeff, thank you so much for your insights. It's been a pleasure discussing all things gold with you. Um, if you would like to learn more about how you can benefit from investing in gold, contact us through nuggets.com where you can opt in to have daily market gold updates from Jeff Rhodes himself. He breaks it down for you day by day. So you can always be in the know on our Nuggets website, which is nuggets.com. We've put uh, nuggets is spelled N-A-U-G-G-E-T-S.com. We've put A-U in nuggets as it's the periodic symbol for gold, for those of you who didn't know. Um, I think after chatting with Jeff today, it's clear that gold is not only a great investment, but also a spending option. Um, you know, thanks to key fintech players such as nuggets, gold is becoming increasingly more accessible to the rest of us. Coming up on our next episode, we will be discussing the Nuggets journey, how a fintech platform made gold accessible and spendable for everyone. Thank you for being here. Thanks for listening to the Future is Gold podcast. For links and contact details relevant to this episode, please see the show notes. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast series so you'll know when the next episode is live. And follow Nuggets on social media for more gold standard content. Information contained within this series is general in nature and not directed to your personal situation. So please reach out to us or your financial expert for a more tailored approach. This podcast is a Story League production.